Welcome to the Man Up Podcast. I'm Winston Wolf. I solve problems. A spiritual oasis for men. We're not pastors, just regular guys. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. So, for the uncommon man, created by equally uncommon men, this is Man Up. All right. Hey, Hey, welcome everybody. This is the Man Up Podcast. Podcast number, what, 47? Coming up on a year podcast. And we want to invite all of you and want to thank you for tuning in, whether it's iTunes or it is SoundCloud or you got a hold of us through Facebook. We're so glad you are here and where is here? Well, typically I say here is Sugarland Baptist Church, but we are out on location at Spring Creek Barbecue and we want to thank the folks at Spring Creek Barbecue for letting us have this private room. Awesome, but that is still in Sugarland, Texas. Sugarland, which is outside of Houston. So, if you have a globe, spin it around to Texas, go to Houston, Southwest Side, and that is Sugarland. We're here for the podcast. We're in the study, The Six Battles Every Man Must Win. It's a book by Mr. Bill Perkins. And we are going through this. This is an outstanding book. Recommended by our deacon, Mr. Kyle Trahan. And we are in the first of the battles, and it is Fight for Your Identity. So, uh, and without any further ado, we do have a small group at the moment. I want to introduce the panel, and the panel is me and Mr. Kyle Trahan, our deacon. So I'm going to go ahead and let Kyle talk a little bit about the lesson, then I'll jump in, and then we're going to let him take over. So, Kyle, welcome. Well, I will say we are a small little group. I will not say we've had any that are smaller. Really? We have have yet to have a one-panel... One-man panel. Nope. We have not had it, which is fantastic. That is awesome. always two dudes that have, you know find the time to come and talk about God and learn a little bit. And what about what what it's like to be in, being a man? Exactly, you know, and that's what a man up is all about. And <coughs> excuse me, that's why I uh, <coughs> recommended that book, Six Battles Every Man Must Win. Um, it just goes into some of those topics that uh, we generally. Don't get into, not as a church, not as, you know, guys just sitting around the fire. A lot of these are not something that we're going to get into. You know, we read the Bible together in our Sunday school class, you know, typically reviewing some piece together thing from another uh, a collection of authors. And, uh, you know, so tonight's is fight for your identity and it's learning who we are or who we want to be. You know, one thing about the uh, Man Up group is we feel that being men, you're identified as a leader. Uh, You're a leader of your circle of influence, whether it's your family, uh, your work group, it's your location, um, or your... uh, just where you are in life when the chips are down people typically 
look to the man uh, to show leadership. And that's what we want to do. We want to make sure that we as men have the opportunity to get together because iron sharpens iron <clears throat> and get together as leaders, as generals, learn from each other, and then when we get done with it, put our armor back on and get back out there and get in the game and lead. And that's one thing I really liked about this book. I, I, honestly, Kyle, I just want, want you to know that this is the first time I've ever even been exposed to this book. Uh, it's outstanding. And, you know, I've always been uh, really conscious of my own personal identity um, because, uh, for example, when I was a kid, I have four sisters. And so I was, you know, I have no brothers. So I always was uh, the person that was different. And so I had to guard and develop that difference uh, in my own family. Uh, so this, uh, this particular lesson um, really speaks to me. Uh, and if you didn't know, uh, Kyle Trahan, my name is Bill Cox. Uh, Kyle is uh, basically uh, a jack of all trade, but pretty much an insurance guy, but we call him the deacon. And I'm Bill Cox. I'm a, uh, I'm a salesman by uh, profession, but uh, I'm pretty much a writer and actor, and I'm the director of the Man Up. Uh, Adult Bible Fellowship at uh, Sugarland Baptist Church, and with that, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, get in, dig into the lesson uh, from the six battles every man must win, and uh, we're gonna be talking about uh, uh, integrity and uh, identity of men. You know, so you know, of course, uh, if you've been going through this with us, uh, you know, I've been writing down just some different notes and everything else. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, you know, so my first thought was, you know, who, who am I? You know, what do I stand for and do I stand with God? You know, of course, that's the ultimate question, you know, is if I stand with God. Um, you know, but sometimes, of course, life knocks us down. You said, you know, the chips are down. Sometimes, you know, it, it takes us a while to figure out how to finish playing that hand. Um, you know, but we can't let the defeats in life define who we are. You know, and you know, I think we learn more from the defeats than from our successes. And defeats make, our, make us stretch ourselves. They make us, make us creative because we know we have to change. As men, we're looking for that. We, we feel we're being forced to change when, when we feel defeated. And I, I, and I look back at my own life, when the chips were down, that's when the time that I've had to dig deep to pull myself back up. Well, and it's when you get down to that lowest point is when most of us hit rock bottom or get down towards there and cry out to God, hey, what the heck is going on? How do I fix this? And you know, when, when you're on the high, and man, you're you're sitting with the the crown on your head, and you're you're in the seat, and everything is just going along perfectly in your world, and you're king of your castle. Well, a lot of times, it's easy to forget that hey, we're still supposed to go to God then, 
And, Absolutely. you know, so many times it's when we are at rock bottom that we really start, like you said, trying to dig out. But once you're down there, man, sometimes you just can't. you got to look for that lifeline, which is God. One thing that has always really uh, kind of perplexed me is that people will make plan A, B, and C. If their plan A doesn't work, they'll go to plan B. And if plan A and B don't work, they go to plan C. But very few people in life have an A, have a double A, and have a triple A. So when plan A does actually work, then they have the double A to make it really work. (coughs) And the triple A, when they'll super work, it's almost as if we're looking we're walking on a beam but we're looking at the ground judging how far we're gonna fall as opposed with looking up thinking that we are going to succeed mm-hmm. we are gonna make it and what is the next step from when we make it it's almost as if we make far more preparations to fail than we do to succeed I'd agree there I mean, there's always contingency plans. Right. You know, uh, like you said, in case this doesn't work, well, then I roll right into here. If this runs into a dead end, I'll turn right. You know. I I think lots and lots of times about God, about God. The only times he hears from us is when we're in trouble. Mm -hmm. He doesn't doesn't hear from us when when we're succeeding. Well, that's what I'm saying. When everything is right in your world. It's easy to forget to stop and thank God for everything that he's put right in your world. Right. You know, um, you know, but uh, when we're talking about our identity, you know, um, you know, we got to take all the hurts and pains that we get through life and use that to build ourselves up and to build the men around us up. You've said it a hundred times that we're... uh, uh, the sphere of our influence. What's the word you always use? You're, you're the leader in your sphere of influence. People are going to look you're to you. You're the general. The general is a, a great way of saying that. You know, and we've got to build ourselves up first and then turn around and help the guy next to you. You know, um, it's like in an airplane thing. You know, you put your mask on first, then help the person next to you. That is a really good example because if you don't take care of yourself, you can't take care of other people. And <clears throat> um, you know, when again talking about identity, you know, the book goes into you know a couple of different uh, characters from the Bible, um, several actually, and he talks about a lot of David's mighty men uh, in the book. You know, there's uh, a lot of crazy names, but then that goes into what they're meant. And, you know, two of those guys had names. One was named Shame, and the other one was named Waste. And if you're called that all of your life, that's easy to let things sink in. You know, people believe what they hear and they see all the time. That's why the propaganda from the media gets in there so well. The repetition. People will believe what they see. 
whether there's any factual information behind it or not, this, this guy could have been everything but waste. But that was his name. You know, now we don't have such crazy names today. But we've talked about the bullying and stuff. And if you let something like that sink in, you know, hey, uh, you know, they used to call me monkey because I got the long arms, you know. <laughs> so am I supposed to go back and think I'm created from Darwin and all this kind of, you know, evolution and whatever because they called me that? Or let that define me? And we, the, the answer to that is we can't let that define us. Well, you know, uh, the thing about bullying, and that's such a hot topic, and, and that's one thing about this Man Up podcast, uh, we spin the topics as they apply to men, and bullying is one that has put a target on men's back. I myself was bullied as a child several times. I was a fat kid. I was a farm kid, though, um, and we were a fairly poor family. But, um, like this lesson, uh, I personally had to guard my identity because my sisters weren't going to stand up for me, and I didn't want them to anyway. But, uh, but the thing about it is, with bullying, is this. Uh, I wouldn't have got my street cred uh, if I had ran to my teacher and said, Teacher, teacher this other middle school student is bullying me. No. What happened to me, I went directly to that student and I let him know I was not going to be bullied. And, and yeah, of course it turned physical and we got in a little altercation. We're middle schoolers though. But the amazing thing about it is it defined my personality going through that dark period and the guy that I had the fight with I see him at every reunion and he apologizes to me for being a little punk but but like I what I do though is I thank him because if it wouldn't have been for that trial and and, and we have trials of all different types but this was a trial about my identity. How was I going to be able to live if I couldn't or wouldn't stand up for myself? And I was in seventh grade, I remember it vividly. First day of school, nobody knew me. Even though I was a farm kid, we were getting bussed all over the place. I went to five different schools, wow before I was in seventh grade and we hadn't moved. <laughs> we hadn't, wow. hadn't moved. They've just busted us to different schools. And I didn't know anybody, which was unbelievable for being around a small town. <clears throat> but I knew this. I was a child of God and I was important and I was not going to let myself be marginalized. <clears throat> so even at that point in my life, I understood the value of my identity. Granted, I was only a little <coughs> middle schooler, but even then I knew I was not going to put up with that. Well, and you know, you also had uh, men in your life that, Absolutely. Were, that were close in your life. Absolutely. You know, Grandpa, 
Grandpa lived across the street. And my of course, dad. dad you talk to every day or yeah. once a week or whatever, you know, right. last couple of years, uh, really close still. And, you know, that is really formative. You know, right. that having that man in your life to help direct you. You know, again, we talked about it in a previous lesson, um, you know, about feminism and, you know, uh, being passive and, and everything else. And having men in your life does help bring that out. Because, you know, we have those, uh, you need to express things. You know, guys don't always do it with muffins. Right. We sometimes right. do it with a fist. Right. Or anger. Right. Or loudness or whatever is your go-to thing. Well, being around other men growing up and just now and everything else, we encourage that. I'm not going to tell you you shouldn't, you know, do something. I mean, unless, of course, it gets law or something crazy, but... You know, for the most part, I, I'm not going to tell you that. Do whatever, man. You know, whatever makes you feel right. Be awesome, as you right. say all the time. Right. You know, and just being around that, I think, really helps start us in the right direction. You know, but, <clears throat> you know, again, going back to that identity and learning who you are, but also not letting those things that we have done, whether it's sins or just a disappointment in life or anything else, we can't let those define us, all right? So uh, when we talk about David's mighty men, there's a lot of those guys, whatever they called them, did I write that down? No, I didn't. Um, but, you know, they were down and out. They were outcasts of society. For one reason or another, they're in a hideout, you know, hiding from the law, basically. And they didn't let everything that had happened to them before define who they were at that point. And again, the book gave a couple of quick references to some of those same people, um, or not same people, but the same idea. Moses um, was called a murderer. He fled and lived out in the wilderness for 40 years before he was called to be the deliverer. Mm -hmm. uh, Joseph was sold into slavery. He went to prison and then got himself out and then was accused of being a, 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 a sexual assault assailant. Then he went to prison again and he got himself out. Right. You know, rose to being a great leader. And, and Peter was a coward by denying uh, Christ three times. But yet he was a pillar of the church. And so they didn't let those define who they became, at least not in the end. I think one of the big issues with men nowadays uh, in the, the modern man is that we allow our occupation to define us. Mm. What we do, what we do defines us so much more than what we are nowadays and you and you see that and and a big part of the reason that i feel is that so much of america is becoming a secular society if you don't see a person at work you don't congregate and do worship with them because it's secular 
right. society. So it, if, if they're not at work, you never see them because there's there's no there's no community. So true for them, <clears throat> and and you'll see that uh, with when we had the downturn of the economy, uh, what five or six years ago, uh, there the big issue was uh, suicides of men, middle-aged men, because they'd lost their jobs and they couldn't get new jobs. And they were dependent on, they, they had their whole life structured around what they were going to be. Mm-hmm. And it was based on their occupation and it wasn't based on them and their relationship with God. And again, it goes back to our plan versus God's plan. Absolutely. You know, you really want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. Right. You know. Well, and it's funny that you brought up the fact that I had a couple of men in my life. Uh, my grandfather, who lived across the street, and my dad, and we were all, we were farmers. But uh, my grandfather passed away years ago, but my dad just recently passed away a couple of months ago. And here's the thing. Just like when my grandfather passed away, my dad really stepped in. And now that both my grandfather and father, God has really stepped in to be the father figure that I had had previously. Because men need that. Men, men need to be continually, continually worked on. They work on themselves throughout their life and need to have a mentor. And I always felt my grandfather and my father were. And the reality is now the Lord is my mentor. More than when my my grandfather and father were alive, the Lord was more like a friend to me. Whereas now I can already see the relationship changing on, on my faith. That because I don't have a uh, a physical mentor, I have a spiritual mentor, and it's it, it, and it's taking a different position, you know, in my life. Interesting. You know, everything that happens in our life, you know, helps to shape us, of course. You know, and I look back at sometimes, you know, at my own life, and I look at some of the stupid things that I've done. Um, and sometimes continue to do, right? We are men. Sometimes we do dumb things. Right. You know, it seems right at the time, but more you step back in half a moment, you go, what in the world was I thinking? Um, I mean, you know, all the things that have happened to me in my life, all the hurts and pains and failures and triumphs and everything else, uh, you know, sometimes you want to remove that. But if you do, then you'd miss a part of the person that you become. You know, no question. And, and I look at you know a whole lot of things, and I go, you know, sometimes in life you look and you go, well, why did I go through that season? Why did I have that job? Why did why did I meet those people? Whatever, you know. But if I took out any one of those pieces, chapters or whatever that you want to call it in my life, I wouldn't be where I am today. I would have deviated and gone a slightly different path. <coughs> You know, uh, same thing if you talk about a a flight plan. You take a plane aimed at one direction and you alter it by just a half a degree over the course of 
the United States, you're going to end up in Miami instead of New York City. And I don't know the you know specifics on that one, but you know small little changes in life have can have huge impacts. Is what I'm trying to say. You know, there. Absolutely agree. And the thing about it is with men is this: many times, because we're so conditioned to being leaders, we don't often take the role of being mentored and so we'll make these decisions based on the knowledge or the information that we have and what would work for us as opposed with like women women will talk about it with a huge group they'll put the word out among their group they're all rally around a person to help them through a difficult situation more times than not what men will do is the clamp they'll get quiet they'll hold it in they'll shut the shell and they'll try and solve the issue themselves because they don't want to be seen as weak they want to remain strong and solve this problem and then come out a hero at the end as opposed with women it brings out the nurturing in each of them and they got a song out now and I can't think of uh, who sings it a religious song you know KSBJ or something or another and uh, you know one of the the lines is is he puts on his bright red tie and heads out the door but he lost his job last week he hadn't told anybody in his family. He's still getting dressed up just like every day because he doesn't want to show the failure of losing that job. Like right. you said, his plan or whatever that I'm going to be making partner, or I'm going to be whatever, and then all of a sudden that gets shut down on you. You know, um, like you said, it's, it's we do it. I know I've done it, clam up and shut down and, you know, uh, the problem is, is if you can't resolve it and you stay the clam, right? well then all of that is going to turn into a frustration point and it's going to be bottled up in there and sooner or later you're going to pop. You know, and we said the same thing in another lesson. You know, that it, it balls up and there's just a, a point. It's got to come out one way or another. And the best thing for us to do is find a constructive way to, to get those things out. Well, you know? and it, it, to me, it boils down like this. It, anybody can be successful. Anybody can. Anybody can handle success. However, how you handle adversity is what defines you. It's what people will remember about you. They won't remember the lottery winner who, oh yeah, he won the lottery, he was rich and stayed rich. No, no, no. <laughs> They'll remember the person that, wow, this guy, he went through the hardships and still remained faithful. That is amazing. Well, and there was a, a point in the book um, that uh, he was talking about. Let me see, to, to not give too much here. Uh, so he's talking about seasons of life that seem unbearable. 
And he says, all too often we see champions of the faith and then we think they have avoided such hardships, but they haven't. And it got me to thinking that recently uh, Billy Graham has passed away. Right. And you haven't heard a lot on Billy Graham in recent years. I mean, he was, what, 90, 90, 99, 99, 99 years old. And he, he lost his sight and, uh, I think, ability to talk and all kinds of stuff. So we haven't heard from him in a while. And I didn't grow up watching him. You know, it's not what we did growing up, uh, you know, Catholic and everything. and just didn't watch him. So I learned more about him after his death than I ever knew about him in his 99 years on earth. Although I'd heard a couple of sermons, but Billy Graham would get up every day and pray to God to give him strength to resist sin. And that's one of these, you know, champions of faith. He was called the America's preacher. How many presidents did he advise? How many world leaders? How many people did he touch? You know, being a man of God and a champion of faith. And he would get up every day and pray for strength to resist sin. That is amazing. One would assume that he had sin licked. He, he's risen above it. He's right. figured it out. Oh, man, sin. I got that stuff. No big <sighs> deal. Yeah, I put it in the footlocker and forgot about it. Right. But he'd wake up every day and pray to keep him away from sin. Yeah. That is amazing. Uh, and, you know, again, it's just going back to finding your identity and putting that into your faith in God and having the knowledge as a man to know that we can't resist everything that's thrown out at us on our own and we have to rely on something. I think one of the main things about personal identity though is and preserving your identity is this by doing what God has uniquely equipped you to do you are receiving your blessings now me I'm a writer I, I, I'm by no means I've written a couple of books I have a movie out I'm going to do another one <laughs> I'm by no means a roaring success at it but it's the gift that God has given me and I feel blessed using it so even though by worldly standards I'm not terribly successful at this stuff but because I'm using it I am being blessed by the Lord my talent it's giving me that identity so that I don't just depend on what the world gives me because of the job that I do or the occupation that I have. All these other, all these other labels that the world will put on me. That's not my identity. It's not the blessings. It's not the gifts that the Lord has given me. If I use those gifts, that's my identity. Right. Um. I know we're getting well, close here, but he, he brought up a, a, an interesting sentence in here that I, I, I highlighted, and I, I keep going back to it. Um, the identity of a warrior isn't destroyed by adversity. 
it's strengthened. You know, so we're we're made stronger by all those failures. And you know, I and I really like the term warrior because the reality is that if they need a warrior, who are they gonna look to? They're gonna look to the man of the group. Right? Oh yeah. And and I really love what Mike Redding said the other day in the man up class. Prepare oh. for <laughs> war, but pray for peace. Mm-hmm. And when when you do that, when you are prepared, nothing will shock you. It won't. It, it will shape your personality. You'll be more confident. And should things happen, you'll be able to stand up and step up and be the leader that your circle of influence needs at that point in time. Well, and since we're giving a shout out on the old Wiz. I'm the Wiz, right. Uh, he also wrote on the board the other day, while steel sharpens steel, it is the hammer blows of failure that tempers and shapes the blade. Oh, yeah. I yes. thought that was a fantastic that saying. Was excellent. You know, and, and you know, I don't know. That was such a good one. Uh, you know, every now in the whiz, man, he, he's apparently yeah, breaking them out more and more. Great guy. And <coughs> that, only, that only makes us stronger. And you shouldn't avoid failure. I mean, you shouldn't start something and try to fail. But if failure, if, if you're in the middle of failure, it gives you the opportunity to be creative and think out of the box it's all to get the out of it. It's all, it, right, it's all, tra- it's training you. Well, sometimes accepting the fact that you're going to fail and know it in advance. Right. Wait, we're going to do it a whole lot in life. No matter how good you are at your job, you're still going to have failure. That's just part of life. Hey, you know, the M- MVP of uh, baseball, Jose Altuve. He was the batting title champion. He got a he got a hit thirty two percent of the time. He failed. Mm-hmm. Well, but I mean, like right now in my failed in, in my line of work, <clears throat> you know, we had some changes over the last year or so that just made my job a little more interesting, to say the least, uh, in the way that I have to go out and market myself and, and everything else. And I know that this is trial and error. I know there's going to be failures. I'm learning how to do something I've never learned to do. And a lot of it I'm doing on my own. So guess what? I'm going to have even more failure in my future because I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just throwing things out there and hoping some of them stick. But I'm not letting the failure. I'm going into the failures knowing that, hey, this might work, but I'm not going to let it define me if it doesn't. I will go on to plan B, but in most cases, I'm actually planning for AA and AAA, and if A doesn't work, well, then I don't get to do AA or any of the rest. Now I need to figure out B, and I usually don't have B ready until A doesn't make it. Right. 
But again, not going to let the failure, if A doesn't make it, right. define my identity. Well, and I think that's the, that, that's the key um, lesson for men, is this. Don't avoid it. Go head on into things. Yeah. If it happens, it happens. But you're a man. You will come out on the other side. God will look after you. Stay in faith and keep at it. Well, and uh, to wrap it up here, I, I wrote out one thing that uh, at the end of this lesson, um, no matter what your physical body is, your spiritual body can be strong and fit to fight. No matter if you're tall, short, skinny or not, in a wheelchair, uh, or a bodybuilder. You know, it doesn't really matter. We're supposed to stay fit in our mind and in our hearts. Um, and since we are in this, uh, in this book lesson discussion, uh, we are moving on. If you're following along at home, we're going to move on to chapter 5 next week, uh, which will be battle 2, which is going to be fight for your personal holiness. Um, so this one's going to be another, you know, pretty good one. Um, he's got a couple of some really good stories and, and on just a lot of, of great thoughts. So I'm looking forward again to another week. Excellent. <clears throat> and on behalf of uh, the Man Up group, uh, my name is Bill Cox. And I just want to make sure that since uh, you're men out there, be awesome. This is Man Up. You can find us on iTunes. You can find us on SoundCloud. If you have a question, you can find us on Facebook, Man-Up, where you can post that question and we'll answer it or certainly at least try here at the podcast. This is podcast number 47, and I invite each of you men out there to be awesome, to be the leader God wants you to be of your circle of influence. And that circle of influence starts with you. It goes your family, goes maybe into your neighborhood, your occupation at work, uh, and certainly your church. And we invite you to join a Bible-based church. Get involved in a men's-only adult Bible fellowship or Sunday school class. And if there isn't one, start it. My name's Bill Cox. Thanks so much. You've been listening to Man Up. You want answers. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Dedicated to the uncommon man, created by equally uncommon men. If I were the man I was five years ago, I'd take a flame through into this place. You can contact us on Facebook under Man-Up. Post questions, and we'll answer them right here on the Man Up Podcast.